0: Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to... Good
1: Talks, I am Ray Murataya. And
0: my name is Mark Little. This episode is brought to you by Bean Chata. When horchata just won't do, Bean Chata is a drink for you. Fully endorsed by Justin Bieber.
1: That is correct.
0: That is correct. And as we sit here, sipping on a... Is it cacao? Or is it cocoa? Yes,
1: (laughs) I think it's cacao. Yesterday in my (laughs) Instagram stories when I was talking about it, Oh, man, I have a gurgle. Keep talking.
0: Okay, I'll keep talking. So yesterday, (laughs) when you were talking about this on your Instagram stories, I said it
1: both ways.
0: And I think cocoa and cacao are two different things. They're two different plants.
1: Well, this one is spelled C-A-C-A-O. So it's cacao. Okay. Right? Because cocoa is C... Wait. Wait. C O C O. Wait, is this C O C A O? Oh goodness gracious. Luckily I was oh, it's just like, it looking looks like, like
0: Cocoa it. on the on the on the piece of paper that looks like Cocoa. This is so so unnecessary to be talking about, but, but I brought it up. Is, I know.
1: Yeah, exactly. And now everybody wants to know what the hell we're talking about. So here comes our second sponsor of the evening, Four Sigmatic. <laughs>
0: Four Sigmatic. Hey, shout out to them.
1: <laughs> um, it doesn't even say.
0: It doesn't say how to it's say okay.
1: it. It's okay. It doesn't matter. We are sipping on this. So yesterday I got a lovely package from Four Sigmatic. Not only did it have our favorite coffee in there, but it had a this Four Sigmatic mushroom elixir mix with reishi. It's the chill blend. Mm, chill blend. It's basically like adult hot chocolate. And when I say adult, I mean it's dark, bitter, chocolatey, yeah. cacao, right? That would yeah. be, yeah.
0: I'm thinking yes.
1: I'm thinking yes, too. It has mushroom in it. It's got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, mushrooms.
0: Um, mushrooms, they do a lot of good for you.
1: They also sent me some protein, which... I'll probably donate to you because nice. you are uh, a fan of it. It's a little, like it. little too sweet for me. Hmm. I'm used to, you know what? It, part of it is if I had it in the middle of the day, it would be great. Like if I did um, a 1 p.m. smoothie, mm-hmm. but I drink my oh, smoothies at like 7:30 a.m. Yeah, so it. I'm not a big fan of more than a quarter of a banana sweetness. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but anyways, so. Super grateful to Four Sigmatic. Thank you. This is a delicious nightcap beverage, but it's, you know, our version of a nightcap. No alcohol.
0: Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, no disrespect to those who drink alcohol before bed, but it's so funny because the whole idea of a nightcap is total fallacy. Like, it doesn't actually help you sleep. Right. It's just such a... I guess it's just clever marketing. I
1: was just going to say it is yeah. smart marketing. It's drink this because really we know that alcohol, like when you drink whiskey or wine or whatever, mm-hmm. you do feel like a sense of relaxation. Your inhibitions are lowered or whatever. Right. Yeah,
0: It's a, uh, what What are those things called? The opposite of a stimulant. Um, depressant. Depressant. Yeah.
1: I was, I was going to say depressant, right? Like, and then yeah, I was like, but, it's, but it's second guessing it.
0: Yeah. But it's not even that word. It's a different word. It
1: is. Um, it is It's, whatever, but we get, you get the point. Um, I get the point.
0: You do get the point. (laughs) Uh, I just want to know the word, but it's okay.
1: Uh, (laughs) Anti-stimulant. No, sedative. Oh yeah.
0: Sedative is the word. Yeah.
1: But it actually doesn't like enhance your relaxation. It doesn't enhance your sleep.
0: No, certainly not.
1: It does the opposite. It prevents you of getting into good REM sleep. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Anyways, that's just, beyond anything that we needed to be talking about just a right little now
0: aside. it's just, just a little, little aside. aside
1: just just as coming to an agreement of yeah yeah we don't really choose to do the nightcap thing um.
0: yes that's correct <laughs> thank you for breaking that down for
1: me Any. so have you
0: been reading lately
1: You know, this weekend I didn't get much reading done. Oh, okay, very (laughs) good. So this is gonna be super fun. Want to just go back and talk about our drink choices? No, this weekend was fun because we celebrated your birthday. But, um, interestingly enough, though, this you know, while I didn't, I'm reading Atomic Habits, but this is a cool thing because you had a birthday, and I that meant um you know me wanting to celebrate you and celebrate with your family I meant i had to be flexible and change some of my typical got to be f- i got to be thank you you're welcome checked me you're welcome i got to be flexible and change some of my typical weekend routines my friday night routine saturday mm-hmm. whatever and it was it was a good test to me still being able to maintain some of the habits I've been working towards. Sure. <clears throat> Why do I have this like glottally fry sound? I don't like it. Um, but I, you know, while I didn't maybe read Saturday, like I typically would spend time doing because I was getting things ready for your birthday or whatnot. It did help me kind of repurpose my time just having that focus on, you know, what are my habits? What am I not willing to give up even you know when yeah. it's an important day like that or something. Yeah, meditation, right? Um, journaling and things like that, where that's so ingrained in my day and so important to me that no, I won't like I won't stop for that. But I will modify things as I need to. So maybe mm-hmm. instead of you know Saturday mornings, I do like to do like a twelve minute meditation and make it long or whatever. Um,
0: long? that's long.
1: That's long for me.
0: Whoa, okay. That's.
1: Yeah, we'll have to have a we'll have to have a podcast. Maybe we could get into this today if you want. But you're
0: a power meditator.
1: I well, I think that, and I as I've studied meditation and talked to people about it, it's mm-hmm. so different for everybody. Sure. And what you can, what you desire out of it, and what you truly are getting out of it. Sure. If I go longer than <clears throat> twelve minutes, so far, maybe I'll get to the point where I can go longer. Oh well, yeah. But so far, I notice that I get really anxious about it. Hmm. And I'd rather it not be a stressful thing. So if sure. I cap myself kind of at 12 for now yeah. and then, you know, can go to 12 and a half and then 13 or whatever. But instead yeah. of forcing myself to go to like 15 or 20, I have a thorough meditation and can, you know, I'll get off track a little bit, but I always come back. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then I'm feeling, you know, I kind of feel the benefits of that. I feel focused or I feel relaxed or whatever it is I'm looking for in that. Yeah. But if I go longer, I'm just like, I miss, I'm missing time to do other things, which mm-hmm. is the opposite of what, what I want to get out of that meditation. Yeah. So I make sure that I structure it so that way I can get what I want out of it and really see those benefits um, without allowing any anxiety hmm. to come into it. But then, like I said, I, you know, like, okay, how can I focus my mind on now making it a little bit longer and trying to get more out of it, essentially? Yeah. So, it's mean, I a some, weird way to think about some it. Some
0: people would argue that you don't necessarily want to be focusing on what you can get out of it.
1: No, that's true, too.
0: That I mean, in some people's, like, obviously everyone's practice is different, but in a traditional kind of classical sense of medica- meditation, meditation, <laughs> I think medication, meditation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that a lot of people say there is, if you're meditating with a purpose, you're kind of missing it.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, that's true too.
0: I mean, that's just, that's, and not to say that that's, that, that's right or that's wrong, but obviously that's just some people's <clears throat> opinion on that. Yeah. Uh, but, it, and then there's also, have you heard there's like a Zen saying? That basically, if you don't have time to meditate for one minute, then you better sit down and meditate for an hour. Have you ever mm-hmm. heard that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just think those things are interesting. Uh, but I do also fully agree with and and support the idea that you know you have to for a lot of people you have to build up to it. It's not going to be. It's not something that you want to walk away from being like, wow, that was really actually stressful, right? It needs yeah. to, It needs to be a positive experience if it's the habit you plan on actually instilling in your life and and things like that. Yeah. So it is interesting. And it is, but that concept has always been kind of fascinating to me. And it's definitely something that I've, I guess, struggled with in, in some ways is the idea of, you know, meditation for a purpose. And, and obviously I think a lot of people do meditate because they want X, Y, or Z, right? It's like, be more calm, be more focused, be, more able to perform as far as your productivity and, and things like that.
1: And s- sorry, do am I cutting you off though?
0: Well, I was talking, but you can go ahead.
1: Well, because when you say that, like I'm t- typically looking for just presence and grounding. Mm-hmm. So is that not what those people that might argue against the whole looking for something out of it? concept would say like well you're supposed to just be present you're supposed to be grounded because
0: well i mean the thing is i, I don't know that there's <clears throat> that there's necessarily a supposed to like you you know you're <laughs> supposed to meditate yeah. like this or oh or, absolutely not or whatever yeah you, i think what you're supposed to do is meditate in a way that makes, you. makes your life better right because at the end of the day it does it does in some sense this is like kind of the weird thing about meditation is it if it serves the goal you want then it's then kind of you're doing it right. But at the same time, I think, like I said, in in kind of a classical sense, like in a if you think of like a monk, like a Buddhist monk or whatever, I don't I don't know that they really have a goal other than detachment, other than just letting things go. Okay. Which is which is kind of inherently different. You but know it- what I mean?
1: Yes, it is, or it is the the goal though. The detachment is the goal, right? So
0: yeah, but and see, and in that it's like was like it's like a chicken and the egg problem because it's like if your goal is detachment, then like you can never actually detach. You know, if you if if at some level you have that goal of detachment, well, then you're not.
1: Yeah, or it's just different semantics, different ways of talking about it, thinking about it. Um, one thing though, you know. That, that could be said for all of it is just keeping n- almost like no expectations from it, you know, mm-hmm. going in yeah. and, and seeing what happens, even if you're, you've been, you're a seasoned meditator, sure, it, it, it's just important, I think, cause that really does get you to that place of presence and grounding mm-hmm. of, you know, this is where I am right now. And I like, you know, when I do meditations, the, the ones that I use, um, the guide is constantly reminding you not to try to change things. Mm -hmm. You know, when you feel tension, he's telling, you know, me, don't, not that you need to try and change this, just feel it, acknowledge Mm -hmm. it. And I think that's huge because I do have a tendency, you know, when he's like, now your face. And I feel my face all scrunched. I'm like, oh no, I got to stretch that out, like relax or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting though, to take note of, oh, my face is, You know, I'm in a stressed situation or a stressed position, and it's just good to know. It's good to know exactly how I was being in that moment. Yeah, and and have that level of self awareness.
0: Exactly, and I think I think that's what a lot of it comes down to, or what one of the most helpful aspects is, is that that level of awareness and being able to catch yourself then transfers throughout the day like i remember in college when i took stress management class and there was i I don't know how long we spent talking about this probably not very long because it's not very much to say but just the idea that a lot of people are gripping their pencil way more tightly than they need to be and like just just to become aware of that yeah and, and you know you just then you kind of realize like, okay, what is actually, how much force does it actually <clears throat> take for me to control a pen or control a pencil or, yeah. or how hard do I need to type on this keyboard and where am I just wasting energy or where do I have tension that doesn't actually do anything other than add more tension to my life? Yeah. You know, even if it's a as, as small as like, you know, like, like you said, with having your face like squinched up or whatever mm-hmm. so it's just interesting interesting to be aware of and and helpful hopefully exactly yeah
1: yeah well this has been a good talk i agree i'm just kidding <laughs> and so ends the meditation segment of the conversation or did you have anything else to add
0: does it stopping make you anxious
1: no i just i'm not well versed in it so
0: will you do it you do it all the time. So, you're, you're, you're versed enough. I guess I am. Yeah. I don't mean to say, like, I, I don't want to sound like I'm telling you, like, oh, you're doing it oh, wrong no, or, like, whatever.
1: I, I don't think that. I do like, though, that you pointed out that everybody does it, you know, in a different way, in a different capacity. Yeah. I know I've tried different ones. And some days, I want to do a movement meditation. Yeah. And- it just feels right. It feels like what I need. Yeah. Um, so it's not, maybe there's nothing that I know I'm expecting from it. There's nothing I'm hoping to get out of it other than I'm like, I just feel the need to do this one. Yeah. And that's a great place to be. That level of awareness is awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's no right or wrong way to meditate, <laughs> no. really. I mean, you could um, turn off the you know the lights and sit in a room for three minutes mm-hmm. and that could be your meditation yeah um some people it's interesting but some people don't like to have their eyes closed mm. during a meditation they can they can do that thing where you kind of gaze off mm-hmm. and you can stare out yeah but they don't like the actual act of closing their eyes mm, interesting uh-huh
0: yeah i've done i've done that before like i when i guess i first very first started meditating back when i was probably 21 20 21 in that oh yeah probably 20 actually and in college with like andrew and oscar Mm -hmm. and and my friends and we would um we would go up on the roof and we would sit up there and meditate and it was so it was great (laughs) it was it was amazing and uh and i think those ones were mostly like eyes closed ones uh, but I do remember from time to time, like seeing, you know, that people would meditate by focusing on a flame mm-hmm. or like, and so just like sitting there and like staring at a candle or whatever.
1: And wasn't it you that did like the, um, the sun gazing ones? Oh yeah. 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 That's watch the sunset.
0: Yeah. That's totally, totally, totally different one. Uh, that one's a bit more controversial. People are like, Oh, that's going to burn your eyes out of your head or whatever. Um, I've not done that in a while, long time. <laughs> A long time
1: well your eyes are still intact so my eyes good. my eyes
0: are still intact healthy healthy and strong going strong I'm, I'm wondering how long I did that for um probably like less than six months if I had to guess
1: did you do it every day though I don't know uh, you should have written it down
0: I should have written it down I, I mean I don't know it's funny though because I don't know if this is true for you but for me, there are certain moments of whether it's meditation or that stuff like sun gazing or whatever it is that really stick out. Mm-hmm. There are things that you're like, Oh wow. Like, Oh, that is this feeling is achievable through, through this act mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is. And I do remember that one time sun gazing, just like sitting there. And it was like an un just kind of an unreal experience. Hmm. Of just like feeling like the energy, feeling like I could see the energy like directly coming from the sun, yeah, and just being like, "Oh wow!" and just kind of like looking at it in a sense of like, "Oh, this is like what I'll this is what the plants are eating." You know what I mean? Like oh, this, yeah, like yeah. this is what interesting. It was really. It, it was <sighs>
1: sounds like you were. What is that drug trip? Not tripping, but you were like doing it's, that. What is it called? D. Oh, DMT. DMT. Oh well, like they do in the retreats and stuff.
0: uh, Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't think that it's exactly like that. uh, (laughs) Based on based on what I've heard, based on stories I've heard, Um, but uh, definitely a a psychedelic-ish experience for sure. For sure, and that was just purely through sitting there, you know, looking at the sun and uh, the and. Of course, like the sun's not directly in the sky. Like there's, there are protocols, you know, you're you're doing it like as the sun is, uh, kind of at, at the edges, uh, whether it's in the morning or at the sunset. And for, for me, it was, uh, the sunset and it was a cool experience. And, uh, I remember it definitely freaked out my parents and stuff. Like when I I told them, when I told them I was doing that and, uh, I don't know. I know. It it was fun though.
1: Your dad asked me if I was into that hippie. Hippy stuff. I remember that.
0: Hippy dippy. He,
1: he was like, "Oh, you like Mark? Gonna gaze off into the sun?" I was like, "Maybe." Well, I forget when he asked me. It. We were, we were up to some new thing. I, mm. can't, I don't know what it was. <laughs> we were trying something new. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I don't remember. But um, yeah, it's interesting. Those, those moments. I can't say I have had that kind of a moment yet. That really stands out to me like that, I think, as far as meditation goes. But it, I have had, I really, I love to stare at the sky. Mm-hmm. And I could lay on a blanket, and that could be my form of meditation, just sure. staring up at the clouds. Um, I could do that for hours. And I have had that kind of a feeling of, like, really understanding, almost I guess in a sense, like seeing the energy, but more so feeling the gravity of it, the weight mm. of like the the connectedness of, of myself to nature and to everything mm-hmm. um, and just having this really deep, like true, genuine understanding of how small I am in such a big place, mm. but how much of you know, an impact that connectedness can have. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I remember feeling that way, like at, I don't know, maybe I was 12 doing that. Hmm. And then every time I do it now, I always am like seeking that feeling. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, which I I typically will find it, but it just takes a lot of um, not concentration, but just kind of tuning out everything. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I, in my mind, you know, in my kind of limited understanding of it, that's how I view kind of like a you know, quote unquote pure version of meditation is that just like kind of the dropping off of everything else mm-hmm. and it's just like that that soul focus on whatever that is, whatever whether it's like your breath or the clouds or, you know, that overall feeling of, of energy and oneness or if it's when you're snowboarding and just that feeling or that the sound of the snow or like yeah. whatever it is. And I think that's, that is such a cool thing is the ability of people to find that sense in all sorts yeah. of different ways. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Boom. Uh <laughs> I know you want to change the topic.
1: I don't. So
0: what do you want to talk about? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> okay never mind no
1: you keep talking about this no i'm good go for okay
0: i'm good i'm cashed out
1: cashed out. that's how i feel i'm like okay we've we've talked about this i do feel like um i do feel like i do think that it would be a good idea to at some point read a book together on this and talk more about it Mm -hmm. but we have i think a lot on our list of books next i want you to read untethered soul Oh, yeah, And let's talk about that on here. I think that that's going to be a fast read. Okay. Um, You could even start listening to the audiobook on YouTube if you wanted to.
0: Maybe I could. Maybe I should. And you know what I realized? And you know why I think partly we stopped reading is because when you're writing, you're not supposed to be reading. uh,
1: That's right. And you've been writing. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. No. Had we started our podcast before we were writing, though?
0: I don't, I'm not sure.
1: I don't think we had started we it. We started
0: writing in 2017.
1: Okay. Good Talks definitely. Oh, shoot. I want to say Good Talks may have started in 2018.
0: Oh, it very well. May have. But I just, I did realize that I was getting back into it today and I was kind of struggling. And I was like, I'm just going to kind of review uh, what it is. Oh. And of course, I'm talking about the Tom Bird writing whatever method book this thing is. <laughs> uh, what is this called? Um, the Call of the Writer's Craft by Tom Bird, uh, which is the thing I'm using to write this
1: story. The yeah. System. This
0: this this system. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna we're gonna go back. We're gonna take a, take a gander, see if I'm doing it correctly, because from what I could recall from reading that book four years ago. Uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 20, Is it 22 currently? No, very good. Five years ago.
1: Well, four and a half here
0: Four and a half. Uh, From, yeah. from my recollection, it was just like, okay, just write, write, write. And, um, it basically is. But, but he does say that if, if you do find yourself kind of getting caught up in your own thoughts or whatever, then use the side, the margin of the pages, to mm-hmm. fill that in, and then also he did mention, which was just interesting and kind of, uh, what is that word? W- when someone's like, you're doing something, and you're like, yeah, you're, you're like, oh, I'm doing this right, and they're like, yeah, you are Validation. validating, yeah, and and I don't, I don't like that word very much, but I know you don't. Uh, but it did in this sense when I was like, oh, I'm struggling. You can
1: say reinforced.
0: Yeah, uh, but it doesn't really <laughs> matter. Uh, <laughs> it. It it did make me realize in that moment because I was struggling to get that stream of consciousness back, and uh, he was like, "Sometimes if you take, you know, if you find yourself taking a couple days off, like, don't be surprised when you come back and you have to spend a day or an hour or whatever it is, brain essentially brain Brain dumping dumping, and just and just allowing yourself to express your feelings or whatever." Yeah. So, so there you go. There you have it.
1: Yeah, that's important. I think I like I like that book, Call of the Writer's Craft, yeah. because it is I mean, from my perspective as, you know, somebody who is very self reflective and who pushes that um as a tool of heightening your self awareness, just yeah. having a good self reflective practice. I really, really appreciated that about his method, just that it was very driven towards, you know, allowing yourself the time and the space to just reflect and just put it all out on, and, and give it a place. Yeah. Give it a home yeah, um, to be able to write your story, you know, or yep. be creative, essentially. Um,
0: and I really like he says and just in that short part he's, he's talking about, you know, you may find uh, that as you're doing this essentially like other parts of your life. Um, well, he kind of says it both ways. He says with at the very beginning of your writing, you may, f- you may see uh, some stress in other parts of your life because all of a sudden you're pouring so much energy into this thing. And then later he's also saying, but you also may find that because you're, he calls it like your divine writer within your DWW, mm-hmm. but because you're also connecting with, with this on i mean untethered uh version of yourself with this with the the unencumbered version of yourself because the whole yeah, idea yeah. is that you're transcending your internal editor yep. in order to just be able to let things flow that's right and uh mm-hmm. essentially he's like you know what you might find as you're accessing this part of yourself is that a lot of things just come more easily to you like the world just feels like a better place to you because yeah Lack of judgment, I guess.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's so true though. And it's it's a good place to be in and essentially what he's having you do is find that grounding. And it it can be such a meditative practice. The writing. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Hugely. And I always tell, you know, and I do workshops and courses and things when people ask they ask a lot of questions about meditation. They ask a lot of questions about you know, well, I don't like to write. How can I do these, you know, things differently? Yeah. And it's just so important that people know there's no right way to to find that presence and find that grounding. And, yeah. you know, if you are a creative person um, and you need that creative outlet, but you don't want to sit and write about how, you know, what's in your head or whatever, then yeah. use your creative outlet, like paint about it, draw about it, write a song about it. Yeah um
0: play tennis about it play
1: tennis about it yeah. yeah like talk about it if you're if you like to talk like talk it out maybe yeah. do a, start podcasts. podcast like you know mm-hmm. there's there's no wrong way to do those kinds of things and i feel like all of our readings and lessons and stuff have really preached that back to us mm-hmm. yeah
0: i agree i agree and there's there's something you just said that made me think of something else from the book i can't
1: play tennis about it
0: no before that
1: Mm. Mm. (laughs) no it's like
0: there's no wrong way
1: there's no wrong way to yeah i don't know use your creative outlets
0: um Hmm. i can't think of it right now but if it if if it comes back to me if it comes back to me
1: in the next 2.5 seconds
0: yeah then you'll hear about it. Oh, okay. This is a total shift of gears. Do you want to hear about it or should we leave it for a different time?
1: No, let's hear about it because I don't think you'll remember it for a different time.
0: Okay, and it won't be as relevant. Okay, so, the, fine. so in the NFT space right now...
1: Never mind. You can leave it.
0: Oh, man. All right. Well,
1: consider, <laughs> Just kidding. Consider it shut In the down. NFT space...
0: So there was a project called Pixelmon and, oh. uh, and it essentially was... This super hyped this up the, project,
1: the ugly mm-hmm. apes and stuff. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah, exactly, exactly. So super hyped up project, and it started as a Dutch auction. You know what Dutch auction is? No. Dutch auction is like uh, you start the price, say for ease of operation, you start the price at a hundred dollars. Uh, you still, you still, you're you're selling ten things. You start the price at, of bidding at a hundred dollars. So. The price is eventually going to come all the way down to five dollars, but as it's it's like a pure supply and demand thing. So some people are going to say, "I don't care, I'll pay the hundred dollars. I want it now." Some people are going to say, "Well, I'm going to wait until it gets as close to five dollars as I can, and that's when I'll buy." Mm-hmm. But obviously, as people are buying, the supply is going lower and lower. So, because things are getting auctioned off. Mm-hmm. And so these, this project started off at a du- Dutch auction of three Ethereum, which is like $15,000. So people are paying like $15,000 for this NFT, which uh, was essentially going to be your, and still is going to be your playing piece, you know, your, your game token for this version of a Pokemon type game <laughs> in the future. Didn't doesn't even exist yet. The game doesn't exist. And a lot, a lot, a lot of people were paying between one to three Ethereum. Like I said, Ethereum is at like say $2,500 ish. So between $2,500 and two, four, six, 10 grand, let's call it. And, uh, so that happened. And then a couple of days later, because what happens is generally right after you buy the thing, you don't, you don't typically see exactly what you bought yet. You see kind of a loading screen saying like in X amount of time, this thing will reveal. And then you'll find out if you got a rare one or if you got a super common one oh, or, okay. or you, you have no idea what you bought other than it's part <coughs> of this collection. It's like opening, a, opening a pack of actual Pokemon cards. Cause you're like, I don't know what's going to be in the pack, yeah, but I know I'm going to get a Pokemon card. I hope I get a rare one. But you might but not. But you don't know. And most people won't get a rare one, right? Because right, that's rare. rarity. And uh, what happened was this: these images started circulating, and the art was <laughs> just,
1: not promising. It
0: was not promising. It yeah. was it was very unlike what people thought they were going to get. Because of course, there's always previews before the project comes out. Oh, okay. And uh, so people were freaking out. Art was super ugly. And then within that ugly art, one of those pieces that was like the most ugly became like a superstar and people like, then because of the meme value of it, it started, trended. it trended and it, and people started buying it. And so, uh, that one has sold now for, a, I know a person who sold one for seven Ethereum and Ethereum.
1: What the hell is that? The, three is fifteen grand.
0: Well, and, and now the price of Ethereum is is also up right around twenty nine hundred dollars. So let's say seven times three thousand. So like and then we'll take a couple grand off as so at, at least let's say at least eighteen thousand dollars. Okay. You it's know not as
1: much as I thought.
0: Well, let's see. Three times seven is twenty one. Mm-hmm. And I took a few off just for, you know.
1: For the heck of it?
0: Just to just to just be water, safe. Just to water it down a little what bit. What is that
1: called? It's called a standard error of no standard error of measure
0: standard deviation no,
1: standard no no no, like i think this is me in my brain my speech world brain when i score a test mm. and a student comes up with a certain standardized score we give them a buffer sure so we say well on this day you know i'm gonna say sure. it's co- uh, 90 percent oh, confidence interval that's what it is so you're doing a you're doing a confidence interval you're you're I'm, Confident.
0: I'm padding the numbers a little bit. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's exact. That's all. That's what I'm saying too. Yeah, like, I know. that's what we do.
0: Once you said buffer, I was like, that was the word I was going to say. Okay. And then I knew that wasn't exactly what you were looking for. But yeah, uh, that's yeah, it.
1: that's, that's what it is.
0: So I that that and the thing's name is Kevin. So it. Kev. So hey, man. <laughs> Kevin. It, it just became this. It just became this huge meme, and.
1: I mean, aren't people aware of that being the world like? That's. It, that, that is, is the internet. That, that, that is, is
0: the NFT space. That is the
1: NFT space. But yeah. it's...
0: But yeah, it's the internet. As
1: soon as you blow something up, even a little bit, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Of course it's going to raise in value.
0: And I guess that's why I think that's that's why the NFT space is so fun to me. Because it's <laughs> so... I mean, stocks and drive stuff... drive me
1: crazy. <laughs> stocks,
0: stocks and stuff have this too, uh, you know, to an extent. But it is so much less drivable by the market participants Mm -hmm. than nfts are and i know that's boring to you so well no
1: no no, it's not boring to me at all it's what did i yawn or something "Mm -hmm." no it just Mm -hmm. i think it's not that it's boring to me it's just such it's a different world that almost i don't like use the word stresses me out but it definitely like The thought of trying to be involved in that is Mm. so over my head and stressful. It really is. Um,
0: Which is is understandable.
1: Yeah. And I don't have the drive or a passion or a desire to be involved in that world as much as I... You know, for my business, I'm like, well, is this a good opportunity? Is this something I need to look into and research and get to know? But the time I see you spending on it is not necessarily time I want to be spending on it. Well, these are two
0: different things, right? These are two totally different things. I I know. Well, uh, I know, but you're conflating them into one thing, which I think is important to clear up, right? Because the idea of going in and trading NFTs is very different from the idea of creating an NFT Mm -hmm. based around a business. That's like saying, I don't want to. I don't want to start a business because I don't like trading stocks. Well, that doesn't make any sense, right? Because your business is. Oh. Is, you understand?
1: You're, yeah. So, so, I already started a business, though.
0: So. Right, 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 right. But what you're saying is, right now you're saying I wouldn't want to be involved in NFTs because I the world of them is too crazy. I don't want to deal with these trends. I don't want to deal with with this and that what i'm saying is if you are a trader of nfts those things are important if you are a creator of an nft what's important is the value that you put behind it what's oh. in, what's important is just like a business because that's essentially what it is it's a lot of them are small startup companies or relatively big startup companies yeah and those people take the money take the funding that they got from those nfts and turn them into a business for their community anyways that, no, no no i get on this that. note that has been no. a good talk we will wrap it up
1: holy cow what because i'm yawning i've been up since 5 30 a.m um no i the way that you explained it right now makes a lot more sense in that it, it is it's the trading aspect and it's watching what you've been doing and mm. i'm just like yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. when yeah. you and I first started talking about, you know, me having an NFT, I guess I wasn't quite understanding that I wouldn't have to be a part of that trading world.
0: No, you by no means have to be a part of the trading that world. That is if,
1: really good news.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. So if someone, if you create an NFT collection, your responsibility is your own collection, right? Your responsibility is what is the value of my collection? Is it tied to uh, book releases? Is it tied to access to myself as a a personal brand is it tied to it's just it's like any other company it's like how why is your company bringing value or how is your company bringing value to the people who are either shareholders or owners of your product yeah yeah
1: have you have you befriended gary v yet are you guys close yet
0: i did make him laugh on discord one time
1: okay i i just
0: screenshotted it
1: i have I have questions. I need him to answer.
0: Ask, ask me.
1: I don't really want to ask you on the podcast because okay. I'm not ready for the public to hear them.
0: Okay. Well, we can we can talk about them in private.
1: Okay, I will ask you. But also, Gary, I would love to to pick, to pick your brain too because it's like. You know, going to the doctor. You want to get a second opinion sometimes. Understandable. And I like having the variation of you As and you then should. Gary V. So, Gary, when you hear this, um, please reach out. You can DM me on Instagram at Thanks Morris. Thank you so much. Thank you but so Mark, much, I'll ask you after we get off
0: yeah, the podcast, and we'll we'll have him on the show one day. No problem. Uh, oh, for sure. I mean, he's he's a he's a good guy. He'll he'll be on the show. It's, it's really not a big deal. Uh, I mean, it's a big deal. Like, we love it. We love having him. We're grateful for it.
1: Um, no, it's a huge deal. It's the best.
0: All right. I agree. Morfati. Morfati indeed.
1: All right. On that note, this has been a great cast. Yes. I want to send a huge fantastic thank you to Paul from Four Sigmatic. Paul, cheers to you. And we'd cheers, also indeed. like you to know that this episode was brought to you by the good folks over at Bean Chata. When horchata Just Won't Do... Binchada is the beverage for you, fully endorsed by Justin Bieber. I'm not sure what the laughter's for.
0: Binchada is the drink for you.
1: I, I'm i sorry that I wanted to enhance it a little bit, give it a little bit more flavor. Well, well, okay. A little spice. Okay,
0: check it out. Nike, just make it happen. You don't just change a slogan. Oh, you I don't like just-
1: that. just make it happen yeah like see how maybe we need to add some more exclamation points into the world
0: you you never
1: thought or all caps all caps people here's
0: the thing that's what i think spanish has really going for it is the exclamation is at the beginning of the sentence well yeah exactly you and yeah the question
1: you know what's coming
0: you know what's happening right away I, i mean yeah
1: i agree spanish is a
0: it's beautiful language. Beautiful language. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're out of here. Thank you so much. Bye.